Fashion Lab on cliffcentral.com. A very good afternoon and welcome to Fashion Lab, the first ever fashion business radio show to go live in the world. My name is Moik Peterson and on today's show we are discussing the African fashion retail system. I know some of you may be wondering, but yes, there is some sort of system which we need to dissect and discuss. Um, Today joined by some really, really Special guest Liz, welcome onto the show. You look absolutely <laughs> lovely. I love your Thanks. hair and that you just, Thanks. you came in now and ran in little bit traffic, but look at you looking amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Welcome to the show for all of the fab stars listening out there. And like Morwick said, we are the first ever fashion business radio show to go live in the world, which makes it very cool. We are open for conversations from the continent. We want to dissect the fashion industry and actually get ourselves to the level we need to be at. We are passionate about the growth and development of the African fashion industry, and that is why we are here every Friday from 1 to 2 p.m. Central African time every week to discuss subject matters that influence our growth. Through these discussions, we would inspire the industry to change the way we have been doing things so we can get ahead. To achieve different results, we got to change the way we do things. Thank you. That's right. Now, everyone looks so <laughs> fabulous in the studio today. Morwick, I've got to just um, take a pose on there so you can uh-huh. share with our listeners what you're wearing and what's going on with that whole look. With this whole look? I said to myself, you know what? I was supposed to put on this um, floral um, cotton um it's a green with um, different greens, different um, palettes of green in it. And it's, it's very summery. It's very spring. You know, it's and beautiful. it brings color. It's beautiful. We obviously, um, we will be joined by our senior trend analyst, Nicola Cooper, who's coming up with a trend report later on the show. And obviously, we want to encourage you who are listening to share your subject matters. Any conversations or topics that you would like uh, to hear us dissect, keep your tweets coming. It's Fashion Lab AF on Twitter. It's Fashion Lab Africa on Instagram. This is where we hold it out every Friday, 1 to 2 Central Time. Keep it locked. Liz, I, I read something very, very, very interesting. Um, I just don't have the correct stats. So I just don't want to go statistics. Um, but I believe that True It's the group, um, are looking into buying into some Europe, um, market, obviously expanding True It's into the European market. And it's looking at a few billions, <laughs> you know, South African billions. But in, in the same sense, I ask myself, um, are we ready? Is our retail stores ready to expand? And I mean, with that amount of money, what could we have done within our own continent to bring change? But I'm, I'm so glad we have absolutely amazing guests in studio that could also answer these questions for us. What, what, what's your thoughts? Definitely expand locally, expand in the rest of the continent and then take it to the other place. That's my two cents. Okay. Um, Obviously, also as we go through the show, we'd love to hear from our listeners. Um, it'd be interesting to hear from you listeners what fashion trend you're obsessed with or what trends you've been looking forward to but just kind of don't fit with your look or your personality. Um, if you're wearing an African brand or designer today, send us a photo of what you're wearing today, what inspires the look, and you could join us live on the show on one of the episodes coming up. Um, and back to our topic of discussion, today we are discussing a very special topic around the fashion retail system in Africa. We are joined in studio by our very special guests, Felicity, Felicity Spees, uh, who is the owner of Egality. 
We're also joined by marketing manager, um, PR and marketing manager for Start Awards, uh, Laura Stewart. Welcome to the show. And we are joined by fashion designer Bianca from Punk and, Punk and Ivy. Ivy. Uh, and also just a quick reminder before we go deep into our topic of conversation today, uh, keep your tweets coming again. We want to get to hear who you'd love to dress and why, because that's what we do at the end of our show. And as we talk about our who's and why's, we'd love to hear from you too. Um, Laura, welcome to the show. You look very nice and that bright. It looks like there's a yellow thing going Thanks on very much. in the studio today. Laura said outside, Liz, please don't kill me, guys. Just take it easy with me. And I said to her, it's all about us relaxing and having a fun time. Welcome to the show, though. Could you just describe a bit about what your look is inspired by? I know it's Friday. It's very... Um, I see some yellows on there. Do you want to... Um, well, every Friday we have a fun Friday at the office. So this week it was inspired by green and gold for our spring box, of course. Um, so this was my gold. Very nice. <laughs> very nice, Laura. Laura, could you share with us a bit about what, you know, start affords the criteria you also use to decide what brands and designers to carry in the store? Um, obviously we, we try and keep things exclusive. So we try and stay away from what everyone else is doing, what everyone else is offering. Um, so you'll find a lot of exclusive brands to us, like your Joseph Ripkoff, uh, your Ted Baker, which is exclusive to us. And to us, it's key to, to set yourself apart from everyone else and to pay attention to the customers and take note that they're individuals and they want to be treated as such. And do you carry any African brands as well in Statifox? Um we, we do have a couple of local brands, um, which does cater for, for the African market. Um, we've got a Made in Italy brand. I know it's not local, but it is to us. But we have taken into consideration the shape of, of the customer and the, the trends of South Africa and what the customer is actually wanting. So Made in Italy is actually an African brand? Well, Made in Italy is one of our local brands. Um which we've brought in specifically for the African customer, believe it or not. It's but, but Laura, wow. do you have a, a brand in your store that is actually of an African designer or brand? Um, there is a bit of influence in Yara Trail. Um, that's one of the brands that we stock and then Jenga. Um, so you'll see a lot of the, the African influence coming and through. And Sergeant there. Pepper. And Sergeant Pepper. Okay. Okay. Very nice. Interesting. Laura, I know, you know, I've, I've been reading up on you. <laughs> I'm not stalking you. Good I'm just things, reading. I hope. Yes. And I know you have, um, you have many years of experience, you know, not just with Stutterfits, but various other, um, companies that you've worked with. But now that you are with Stutterfits, and, you know, today we're speaking about the fashion, um, retail system in Africa. With Stutterfits being, um, one of the biggest retail systems, um, how, in terms of growth and looking in Africa, are we growing? Is the retail is the retail system growing? To be honest, the the retail system is is taking strain out there. I think all of the retailers are taking a lot of strain because of our economic and socioeconomic um, environment. You've you've got your inflation, you've got your load shedding, and all of that. And I think everyone's just trying to stay afloat. For, for us, we, we're very fortunate that, that we do have the middle to, to upper income customer who it hasn't really affected much. Um, but I think the, the more of the mass market brands are, are battling out there. Wow. And in terms of, I know you guys are in sub-Saharan Africa instead of... Yes, in, we in, in Botswana and Namibia. Okay. And in terms of, you know, because it's it, it's a different country, still on the African continent, but how would you say, how is is is, is the sales, is it the exact same, um, the, the growth in sales? 
Um, it, it does actually vary. Um, for Vintok, for example, the, the latest thing is, is Tom Ford and the high in fragrances and the, the customers actually just can't get enough of that. Um, and yes, they're very fashion orientated and yeah, our sales are quite good there. So obviously within different countries, you've got different, um, products or different brands that actually sell higher. Correct. Um, and I know you guys were also in Nairobi, um, a few years back and then you guys left us. Possibly <laughs> <laughs> just left as high and dry. <laughs> Sorry about that. So it's three African countries. Um, no, it's just Botswana and Namibia. Okay, plus of course SA and SA. It's very cool. Wow, it's very interesting. I I, I find it find it very interesting, um, Laura, because you know when we look at um, where we are right now with the retail system, and like you're saying, there's a strain because of inflation. And mm. but are you guys looking into expanding and penetrating the rest of Africa on the African continent. No, right now we're quite happy with, with yeah. the size that we are. <laughs> we, we, we'd rather grow within store and within product offerings and additional brands, but no, not increasing foot counts at the moment. Hmm. Wow. Felicity, Felicity, now because we are sitting here, we might I look well at her, her eyes just go, this, Have this conversation. <laughs> you know, majority of African brands are not visible in not just smaller, um, retail um, spaces, but actually even the big ones. And what do you think, or what are your thoughts? Why do you think this is it? And what do you think needs to happen to actually get more of the bigger brands selling in retail stores across the continent like it should be? I think you're absolutely right. I think that's the biggest challenge for the local South African and presumably the rest of Africa. I, I don't have as much experience, but I think that they struggle to find stores which want to take them on but also which can take them on um, because obviously the industry is so nascent at the moment so they don't have the scale it's kind of a chicken and egg you need to have enough scale so that you can have really high quality fabrication and production and do everything well and affordably but in order to do that you obviously uh, needed the scale in the first place so how do you actually get there so I think a lot of local brands get stuck where they're not they're a bit overpriced for what they're providing. They're not really getting out there what they they should to make that customer happy, but then they can't do it. And then the retailers are like, well, you're not offering me what I want, which mm. is great stuff at a good price. And they're like, well, I can't because you're not buying from me. So the, it is a bit tricky and sticky out there, I think particularly for young African designers, um, which is what Egality is trying to do is we've tried to identify the real winners out there. Um, so we're not saying support. We're not saying local is lacquer. We're saying out there with the thousands and thousands of designers, there are some of them who are really, really good. And we're going to pick those ones and really drive our partnership with them and see if we can help them break through this sort of catch 22, which is happening at the moment. But, but Felicity, what is, you know, you being a retailer, what is your criteria like? Do you have a strict, is, is, is that a strict, um, criteria um, that you think that's uh, that's out there and also like for yourself to say that you are looking for specific um, designers or specific quality or what is your criteria for example if, if I was a, a fashion designer I come straight out of school and you know maybe I have a bit of money I have funds and now I come to you I'm like Felicity I want to show you my stuff well first of all you need talent 
Yeah. Um, I think we discussed this last time, which unfortunately not everyone has. It's like people wanting to be an artist. You can try. I mean, I've tried doing art and it's horrible. I mean, I have no talent at all. <laughs> so, and I'm sure there's lots of other people out there who are the same. So you do actually just need to have that talent. And then you have to have a business acumen and that business bone. I don't mean you have to study it. I mean, you just have to get it. Um, and I think that's something which yeah. you would then need. I mean, Morwick always jokes that people have to bring a line sheet and then he asks them for their line <laughs> sheet and they don't know what he's talking about. They think, you want me to give you a line <laughs> sheet? What is the plan here? You, you what know what there? I was going to just add on to as well is for the rest of the continent, as we talk about this retail system, one of the things I think personally is also um, a bit disabling when it comes to how retail stores would be able to actually set up in other countries within the continent and succeed is because of the fact that in most of the African countries, you have what we call, in Kenya, you call it mtumba. I think actually in, East Af- in Swahili-speaking country, you call it mtumba, which is used clothes. And uh, in a lot of other parts of the, whatever you call it, the bottom line is used clothes come in in form of aid, arrive into the continent. The crazy people, the, 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 the special business heads, oh. yes. The piles the, in Jobo. The, under, the underdogs come and buy the bales and resell them. And this is how truly... It's got its advantage. It's got its disadvantage. So truly, I've seen a lot of people start up businesses just out of this bales of clothing. But at the same time, it's disabling the retail system because if they're gonna get, if someone's gonna go get a jacket for two dollars in the street. How am I as a designer gonna make business? But forget about me. How is the retailer gonna be able to make his business? Because obviously he's even, ha- he has higher stake and he's gotta make sure that the designers or the brands that he's actually carrying in the store are actually selling. If you're selling $2 jackets, I don't know who is except the used clothing. But I then- think that the used clothing market, I mean, it exists everywhere, right? And a lot of people don't wanna wear used clothes. So it, it also depends which customer you're you're going for. I mean, because there are these piles in Joburg and I only know students and uh, other fashion industry people who go and dig through them. But you know, but you know what? Let me also just say, Mr. Price is one of the saviors when it comes to bringing in low, um, low priced um, garments and clothes that people can actually wear, even people who, so it's not even about affordability, but when you think about the average African person, do you really think that in their priority list, where does clothing come to? Like it's probably the twentieth thing on the last thing on their list, and that's why they're going to no seriously. Um, Felicity, here I don't know. I've never seen what I see in other places in the continent. I've never seen people going out. I'm talking about people who look like me will in other parts of the continent will actually go out into the market more and yeah. buy. Clothes, like, cause they're yeah. like, Liz, I can't afford you, but look, I've just got a $2 blouse. Look, I've just got a $1 dress. So I'm just saying that here in South Africa, there's actually a lot of other stores that have really good pricing when it comes to, you know, affordability. And therefore, if someone can find a dress for a hundred rand or 80 rand in Mr. Price, they'll buy it. Mr. Price in Nairobi, for example, is selling the 80 rand dress that you can get here in Nairobi. Two seasons later is selling for, 300 rand. So but I just want in, to come in so there, So it Liz. is actually, uh-huh. so Mr. Price could be what you call the low, for the lower class here. In other countries like Kenya, it's for the middle to upper class because the pricing is not even yeah. the same. And who, uh, which other retail is actually surviving and 
Yeah, but but Laura, coming just quickly back to you, would you say and just uh, it's very interesting what Liz is saying, and you coming from Stadfords being such a big retail um, company, does that take a strain on the system? Definitely. Um, also, when, when you're discussing the price points from Mr. Price being 100 Rand here and 300 Rand there, you, you've got to remember that getting things over the border and getting yeah. things taxed, there's also a lot of theft. Um, it's, it's, it's really, it's, it's difficult getting things over there. And, you know, you do have to weigh up the pros and cons of is it really worth investing there if you know that the customers aren't prepared to, to spend that amount of money. However, I do find that in the African countries, um, and also with social media and the net, it's, it's brought the whole world much closer together. So you do find they are more educated on, on the international brands and they want those international brands and they are prepared to pay for that, especially when it comes to fragrance and beauty. And so, so Laura, just quickly again, um, what is one of the biggest challenges that you think, um, from your opinion that we are facing right now in Africa retail wise? Um, Obviously, it's our, our environment. It's our inflation, as I, I think I, I mentioned to you earlier on. And also, it's, it's people not knowing what their customers want. Yeah. You, you know, there's, there's a big thing of, you know, what I think you want, but, you know, no one's really paying attention to, to what the customers want. A lot of retailers don't even know who their customers are. And I think it's, you know, a bit of a hit and miss sometimes. Um, and also, if you, you look at some of the shelves and the recent sales of, of how many clothes are still left over, um, it, it does show you a sign of the economic times and, you know, it's more about what, what the customer needs. And right now I think customers need to, to pay their, their utility bills and put food on the table. And unfortunately, I think clothing is, is, a, is a want in some instances. I wow. think, um, just quickly before we go into the break and talk about, I mean, get Nicola to share with us the trend report. Bianca, you've got your brand Punk and Ivy and you've guys, you guys have been able to get into Legit, which I still think is quite a big mark for a lot of designers. We are still trying to get into different stores and outlets and still run our little spaces. How did you get your brand or how did your brand get this opportunity? Because I'm sure a lot of designers are also interested in knowing how do you actually get Find a way to get your brand into different outlets like Legit. Well, I mean, Legit specifically is a fast fashion brand. You know, they're not shy about that. So I think one of the things that I've learned through the whole process is, yes, there's challenges in the retail space, a lot of the bigger brands. So what they're doing specifically is they're aligning themselves every single season with somebody new, which it could include a new designer. It could include a new face of the brand. Like yesterday, they just launched a collection with Boiti. So what they did with us specifically was, I mean, it was really just an Instagram post, which I think they saw of some work that we'd done, you know, because we do a lot of bespoke orders of different garments. And the brand manager just called me up and said, come in for a meeting. And then literally the next day we had to pitch. And then within three weeks, we'd submitted 54 designs. But I think it's really just about how you package your work, however small your business is, it's about how you communicate every single day exactly what you're producing and how people can get access to it. You know, it's something as simple as, yes, you're going to post a picture online. Is there an email address? Is there a website? Is there a way that people can contact you? And how are you packaging your story so that it makes sense to anybody across the world? Do you know what I'm saying? There's a business in communication and there's a business in running a business and there's a business in fashion. So everything, and I always say this, you have to wear a hat, a multitude of hats. When you're in fashion, you've got to be a designer, you've got to be an accountant, you've got to be a banker, you've got to be a lawyer, you've got to be every single thing. So I guess somewhere along the line, somebody paid attention to something that we posted. But Bianca, are they still um, 
supporting you? Is legit after you know your col- your collaboration? You know, is there still some kind of support from legit? And how has sales been after? Because I know you guys own the most amazing mobile retail yes. store that travels around um, South Africa. So how has that been? To be honest with you, much like the fast fashion model of Legit, um, no, we have not had any further kind of engagements with the brand. You know, they they very much have a high turnover in terms of everything they do, you know, to a specific season. And how did your sales go, though? I actually have no idea, I'd be honest with you. <laughs> and I actually asked the brand manager yesterday, I tried to call her just to get an idea because I'm still chasing figures. I have no idea. I know that a lot of the stores sold out. But where and how and the numbers and that kind of stuff, you know, it's it's not it's not really a priority for them. I guess it's about moving units and what's next, you wow. know. Whereas for us as a smaller brand, we have questions and we have, you know, objectives. Wow, this is the Fashion Lab. And uh, obviously we hold it down here every Friday, 1 to 2 Central Time. Today we're discussing this, um, co- we're having this conversation around the retail system in Africa. We'd love to hear from you. Send your tweets in. Fashion Lab AF, you can call directly um, onto 0861 uh, And we look forward to hearing from you. We'd love to um, get some feedback from you too. Uh, we will be right back with Nicola Cooper's trend report after, after the break. This is CliffCentral.com. Well, we're back and uh, we are discussing this amazing topic around um, the retail system in Africa. I'm sure some people think what is amazing about it. But the truth is we want to get into the stores. We want to be able to see more retail systems within the continent. Morik, am I, am I right? <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I think as time goes by and people will, uh, bigger retail stores will also uh, make provision for um, local designers, even if it's like just a, a small little rail or two rails to say that this is our African. Um, Laura, just quickly, do you think, um, we're heading into something like that? Is there, it, can we look out, um, for, for example, within these bigger retail stores to really support local brands, even if it's just one, two or three rails or just a small space for them mm-hmm. to say that, you know what, this is, we are really supporting Local designers who are really doing well, not just your, you know, because we, we find the ones that are horrible. But for example, people like Punk and Ivy, like your Liz Ogumbo, like. He's just know. asking politely, Laura. No, no, I'm, I, I, I just <laughs> want to nice. know. <laughs> I just want to know, is there a future? Is there a future for that? There could possibly be, you know, one thing in retail, you, you constantly have to, well, change is a constant and, you never know with regards to somebody might come with the most amazing talent and knock our buyers off their feet and say, well, this this is what we, we need to have in our stores. So, you know, it also goes down to, you know, the cost and the margins and um, if it's relevant to the market and that. And, you know, we, we, we do try out a lot of, it is international fashion brands, um, but we'll always start small. So, for example, we, we, we've just launched um, Joseph Ripkoff, which is a Canadian brand, and it is quite a high-end brand. And we launched it in our Santon store, and it's doing phenomenally well, you know. And, and from there, once you measure that, then, then you can start expanding. So I, I think going forward, it's, it's one of those things of you've got to have the talent. You, you've got to be able to present it to, to the buyers and that. And, yeah, if they're blown away, there could be a possibility. But is currently, is there uh, some sort of opportunity or some sort of platform or setup within the Stutterford's, um space where buyers can, I mean, where designers can actually pitch and present 
their pieces. Like yes, if- that happens all the time. I mean, we, we get phone calls every day from all around the world and local for, for designers. So, so if I, so I want to get into your store, I can just, what can I do again? <laughs> <laughs> well, well, we've got a couple of buys. So you've got the footwear, you've got okay. the, the fragrance, you've got the ladies fashion, you've got the men's formal, um, you've got the lingerie department. So, so it's a matter of, you know, setting up an appointment with okay. one of those. So just call in, to, set up an pitch. appointment and show them what I have. Yeah. Um, Felicity, mm-hmm. you're very quiet in the yes. corner, but I'd love mm-hmm. to hear a bit more about you. You're obviously carrying a few brands also in your store, in your boutique. Yeah. How How is that going? And do you feel that, um, for example, I know you carry a few international brands as well. Yeah. And you carry a few African brands. Yes. Do you, do you feel up. like one of a sales there? Do you feel like, um, the international brand is more popular and sells more? Or is it just actually a style thing where it's not really about the brand? It's more about the, Look, we stand, we, we started off by standing for showcasing the best of local fashion, which we could find in the market. Um, and then we have introduced, um, international brands as well. Um, so now we have a couple of Australian brands like Metallicus, um, who've been present in the market for a while. And we've also got a huge swimmer brand called Marhi from Colombia. Um, and we just find that if you actually put them next to each other, the South African and the international, the point is, we're not trying to ask you to make a concession by buying South African. We're saying they can sit next to each other and you can make a choice as between to what the two. Yeah. Works. People shouldn't have to be like, oh, I really want to support, so I better buy local. <laughs> they should be, I want to look nice, feel confident and comfortable and have great garments which are going to last a long time. Oh, I'll buy local. You know what? We've got Nicola with the trend report. Um, Nicola's on the line. So, guys, keep it locked. We'll be back um, continuing this interesting conversation around the retail system in Africa. Nicola Cooper, welcome with the trend report. Hello, everybody. Uh, hello, I'm Nicola. I'm so out of thought being in Durban and, um, like, uh, not seeing your faces in front of me. Um, I've... Just uh, presented a spring-summer menswear trend um, to uh, one of my clients, so um, pretty exciting stuff. Um, welcome to the, the trend report with me, uh, Nicola Cooper. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Nicola Coop, and um, you can ask me any questions on hashtag Ask Nicola Cooper. So, um Along the lines with what um, you guys are chatting about today, I found an amazing quote by independent retail analyst uh, Sid Vanello. He said, a lot of retailers' problems are that its brands didn't change with the times. With innovation and brands coming into the South African market, people want something new. Uh, with all these global brands and more to come, if you are not up to date, uh, you are in trouble. So it's quite interesting to see that um, most of the new entrants into the retail market um, in South Africa, which is actually growing substantially, is um, in the fashion sector. And um, they're only really looking at at regional uh, centers. But um, what local retailers are starting to do now is starting to look at the tremendous opportunity on the African continent um, and looking up to possibly set up base in South Africa and then fuel the rest of Africa. Um, and that's it's quite an interesting aspect because when I speak with young designers or when I speak with retailers, um, 
no one ever really thinks about going over to, to, to cross over into Africa. Everyone's trying to tap into the American market or into the London market um, or, or that, that sort of element. Whereas, you know, with the largest sort of young consumer market in the world, um, Africa is, is most certainly the place where you're looking at introducing products to younger consumers that then become future consumers. Um, so it's, it's quite an interesting aspect that now all of a sudden there is interest from China and Brazil in Africa that we're starting um, to see local retailers thinking on the continent rather than than sort of going to, to other countries. Um, so it's, it's this kind of cross-pollination of the various Brands that are now being incorporated into stores like Stratford, um, where they incorporate a whole lot of, of brands under one roof, um, and then those stores going outside of the country as a standalone store, or you're looking at um, you know the the interest of moving into Africa as as a legitimate uh, consumer business decision. Um, but I mean, the other thing that's really driving retail space at the moment is is tradition. You know, the, the idea of you. Know, I remember when I used to go to Stutterford's and like it had this whole sort of thing around it um, and this heritage around it. Um, so people are looking for that kind of tradition, um, the authenticity of brands and of spaces like. Um, pop-up stores or concept stores are very important for getting the, the brand's key message across. Um, they're looking for limited edition. They, they want something unique and, and something special. And and this is what's driving these new creative spaces. Um, you know, like Punk and Ivy, where it's unique, it's an experience experience and it's and it's a narrative it's something that you can actually talk about you know like you won't believe what I did I, you know I went and, and shopped here at this particular place so it's interesting to see how the consumer is affecting the retail so it's retail is shifting dynamically because the consumer doesn't really want to be stuck in a mall anymore and they want to be involved in the brand and they, they want to live it so I think um, that's what's, what's really interesting in terms of trends of retail is that, you know, tradition, authenticity, um, special occasion brands, pop-up stores, concept stores, and so on are driving creative spaces and I hope are driving some really innovative spaces as well. So um, that was my quick roundup of my trend report for this week. And um, again, you can catch me at Nicola Coop or hashtag Ask Nicola Cooper. Much love to the Fashion Lab crew. Wow, thank, thank you. So you. Nicola, before you go, what are you wearing? <laughs> you know what? I am wearing a, you wouldn't believe, a navy chiffon dress, a denim jacket, I, I've been like researching this trend for menswear, which is indigo on indigo, um, <laughs> this beautiful blue on blue. So I'm kind of living my trend 
today. I've got like indigo shoes on, indigo stockings, an indigo dress, <laughs> and then a denim jacket. Send us a picture, so, please, picture. Nicholas. So are you feeling blue today? <laughs> and, and I mean, you know, I'm actually sitting in my client's office, so... I'm in the CEO's office of of the company speaking to Fashion Lab. I kind of kicked him out for a minute. Thank you so much, Nicholas. Thank Nicola. you so much. It's special. Thank I'll you. I miss you guys. We I miss, miss you too. Take it easy okay. and keep keep and and paint the city blue. Indigo. <laughs> okay, Indigo. I will do. Bye. Bye bye. Wow, that was Nicola Cooper. <laughs> With the trend report all the way from Durban. Yeah. Technology is absolutely amazing. Oh, technology, we gotta love her. <laughs> <laughs> Felicity, I'm throwing the ball back to your court because we are still talking to you about um, just uh, different brands in different stores. Does one, because of its origin, outweigh the other? Does one get more sales? Or is a good dress is just a good dress? That's no, I think that people do. Um they do find that brand is very important because it's a trust relationship as well, right? You you trust the brand to give you what you want. And if they take you slightly out of your comfort zone, which is what fashion's supposed to do, fashion changes. We don't wear the same stuff all the time. But you go with that brand who you trust and appreciate because you feel like they're not going to let me down. They're not going to make me look like an idiot. I can, I can go with this trend with them. Um, and I think what Laura was saying as well about how Stutterford's are consolidating and focusing on mainly on the brands they actually have. I have to admit, I actually really understand that because obviously we're so new. We've only been going for four years. But now I find it's very difficult to take on new brands because you do have to build this trust relationship with the customer and also with yourselves as a business. And particularly for us taking on lots of young people who don't have longevity and they've come from the States, they've come from England they might just let you down <laughs> and just turn around and just not do what they're supposed to do. So I understand why retailers are also slightly more cautious about saying, um, you know, we, we'll wait and see and then we're going to bring you on because you as a designer have also got to prove that you're worthy of all of that work they're going to put into building your brand. Um, so I think that's something which I and that you can deliver. Yeah. And that you Bianca, can deliver. I just quickly want um, you to come in because you guys have one of the very first mobile um, retail stores that moves around. I mean, what is how has that been received by the general public? And you know, how's that going in terms of retail space? In terms of you guys now going to the client instead of the client coming to you guys? How has that been received? It's been a fantastic experience, and I think one of the key reasons why we did the mobile solution was because, A, the average person works till 6, 5, 6 in the afternoon. You know, So being able to go to a store and buy a shirt in a mall, it's not necessarily a reality for a lot of people. So when we first conceived the idea of the Motique, we were like, well, we need to create a solution that means, A, we don't sleep, because it means you've got to be driving around late at night <laughs> to different parties and events. But uh -huh. B, it was also about how do we create a business model that makes sense you know, financially in terms of how we operate the business, but B, create an exceptional experience that people can use because we are challenged as retailers to create an experience every time people shop. Yeah. And, you know, the way we design the space and, you know, just its length and its breadth and, and what it looks like inside is a talking point, yes. And second to that, 
the fact that we can drive it around. I mean, people are gobsmacked by that. I mean, I can't tell you how many times we've been asked. I haven't seen it. I'm feeling really annoyed. <laughs> and I love the word motique. Thank you. We've trademarked it. It's absolutely phenomenal. When you step in, when you step into it, it feels like you're in a proper retail space. It's, it's just the way it's laid out. It's absolutely Where amazing. Where is it right now? Right now it's at the mechanics. It's oh. getting a brand new prop shaft. Well, that's one of the challenges having a mobile vehicle is it's a 40 year old. Um, Chrysler So it needs a bit of attention oh, wow. Every now and then um, Yeah But other than that I mean it's a fantastic thing And I think one of the things That we've also enjoyed about it Is that we've tried to build it Into different projects We take on with different brands So we're not just about Selling garments in the vehicle And going to different venues It's about how do we create a solution That also Kind of pushes different brands To think outside the box In terms of how we can collaborate Because that's a very important thing for us It's I don't think we should be stuck in the retail stream specifically. So we're always kind of approaching different brands to say, yes, we have a mobile solution. How can we use that to collaborate with your brand so that wow. you benefit and we benefit? Very nice. Um, and you know, and so has you had, like currently, do you have yes. any collaborations? with? We do. We have a project running with Flying Fish. Um, they Flying Fish is the beer. Yes. Cider. Okay. I was like, okay, explain which one. <laughs> we all are like out. flying fish. Okay. Um, and I mean, yes, they're an alcohol brand, but they're also very specifically focused in the youth market. So they actually sponsor the the national volleyball team, okay. which is a group of sexy boys and girls, and they travel around the country. So we were basically asked to create a little collection for what they call the flying fish squad. Um, and then second to that, there's also a shoot that happened last week in Zanzibar where a couple of magazines are doing an eight-page editorial. So we got to make some really amazing stuff for the influencers, as they call it, for the brand. Um, so there's those kinds of things that come through as well. And then there's activations that the brand is also putting together, which we're going to be tagging onto at the end of the month across different campuses. So those kinds of things allow us to take our fashion into those spaces. It takes the mobile solution into those spaces. And then we get to have conversations and trade and, and, and. So You guys are busy. Punk and busy. Ivy is on a roll. We're trying. If you think you're busy, <laughs> Google Punk and Ivy. <laughs> um, Lo- Laura, before we go into our very exciting um, segment, and Liz loves the segment, who would you like to dress? Um, what would be your parting shots in terms of where we are right now with our um, system? Um, well, we definitely need to change with the times. We, we need to focus on technology because that's where the future is. Um, I think any company that is not online or not on social media is to die. Yeah. Yes. I mean, I got a phone call the other day to advertise in the telephone directory. It's, <laughs> and it's like, and you're working there. Um, but you know, you, you, you've definitely got to keep up with the times and. Also, it's about your enhanced customer experience. That That is key. I mean, to us, it's vital that when a customer walks into to our stores, they get a completely unique experience where you wouldn't get anywhere else. Wow. Felicity, what's 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 in store for Egality? Where's Egality going? Are you guys thinking of, of extending, getting more designers, getting yeah, more they African? Yeah, they are. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yes, well, we've just actually gone online. Um, so we built our, our website this year and that's actually been fantastic. It's really exciting. It's, it's just another window onto the store really. So everyone can actually see what's in there. And we've been able to reach customers across the country now rather than just in our, our little Parkhurst enclave. Um, and then part of that as well is we're really focusing on our style fix service, um, which is kind of like this home shopping idea. So it's, it's a bit like, um, 
Punk and Ivy was actually just saying. Um, so we want to bring the product to you because you don't have time to go shopping all the time. In fact, most of our customers go online at sort of eight and nine o'clock at night. Um, so if you want to try before you buy, then we have this thing called Style Fix where you can call us and we'll send you a beautiful package of um, all the interesting things we think you'll like. You may have shopped with us before. You may not. You can explain it to us. You try it on at home. If you like it, you keep it and pay us via EFT. If you don't, we'll courier it back for free. And it's incredibly convenient and it's actually really the fastest growing section of our business at the moment. That's wow. um, so you're going to see a lot more. people send it back? Everybody sends it wow, back. Wow, there is honesty. <laughs> there there is. really is. Yeah, yeah, that is. Bianca, <laughs> where's Punk and Ivy going to? And do you think um, what you guys have started is um, the way that a lot of people should now look at retailing? I think the fashion landscape is going to evolve in a multitude of ways, you know, even from tomorrow. So I don't necessarily say what we're doing now is probably the definitive of what's to come necessarily. Mm-hmm. But I like to, I mean, we always we always use the word the alternative because that's the words punk and ivy in the 60s. Those words were the alternative to describe men's fashion at the time. And we believe right now that, yes, we are the alternative. We are one of many alternatives. Um, and I think second to that, in terms of where we're going, I just want to get past December right now. <laughs> <laughs> I want to kill the summer as much as possible. Um, and, you know, and, and, and in terms of sales, obviously push into that space. And I want to take on one or two more big projects before the year ends with another brand. But where can people, just before we go, um, where mm-hmm. can people get hold of you? Where are you guys located? Where is this van moving around? Um, for the rest of October, November, and December, we're going to do a lot of activations around Soweto because we haven't really tapped into that area. Um, and my other half is from that side of the world and other than that we're going to just kill Gauteng Pretoria and Johannesburg we're not doing Cape Town and Durban just yet I think the vehicle needs to be just a little bit more (laughs) caressed and loved but having said that you know the online space is always an option we send stuff all the time I mean we did a uh, a pop-up two weekends ago in Bramfontein for Boys and Bucks for their amazing jersey collections. And still to this day, I'm getting calls at midnight of these like 12-year-old kids from Fokofspreit, wherever that is, <laughs> trying to buy a shirt. Wow. And it's all through online. So having said that, I mean, yes, people like to walk into a store and touch and feel a garment in order to buy it. But the online space... Yeah, Instagram. Instagram oh, is yeah. so powerful for making sales. Felicity, so how can people get hold of you since you just jumped in? On there. Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Egality Fashion. Um, and also our website, egality.ca.za, or you'll find our store in Parkhurst. Laura, if, 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 if our listeners can, or what will be the alternative to get hold of um, Stutterfits? Definitely through Twitter or Facebook, but we've just launched a brand new website, stutterfits.coza. So we're quite proud of that. And obviously we're constantly uploading new products and new trends and videos and everything every day. So thank you so much. Over to you, Liz. And, uh, Bianca for Punk and Ivy. Punk and Ivy. Sorry, com sorry. on the website <laughs> and Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. It's at Punk and Ivy. And right now we are back to our last fun segment. It's a quick one. Who would you want to dress and why? We're going to start from the lovely Felicity coming round the table. <laughs> I thought I was so clever last time because I had it planned and I was like, <laughs> I know. I'm going to say Lindy Way Subtle because she's cool. Um, and this time I really don't know. I'm really sorry. I don't know. Um, Morwick, I can, Me, I yes. can dress you because you're fun. Oh, okay. um, I'd really like to dress myself better. <laughs> <laughs> I want to bring, if I just can just quickly, while the others are still thinking, because you know, I always take some time. Naomi Campbell, I saw Naomi. I was going to dress Naomi. Oh, so we're together. We have the whole. <laughs> 
Go ahead. Okay. Naomi, I watched it now the other day on some show, but we, it might be a bit different. You know, you and I is a bit different. I think Naomi's dress is old school. She needs to a little <laughs> bit. We need to bring her into the new generation, the new vibe, the new everything. And I mean, I will just make her work it. When I look, you know what I'm saying? She, you, she has that presence where she comes into like, I've arrived. But now the stuff that she's wearing now, it's like, I am back in 1980 when you guys were still on, on the runways in New York City. That's just my. Penny. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll go straight to uh, be- between Bianca. Let's start with Bianca. Let me give you time to think. Okay, I just thought about mine now. Jacob Zuma, the poor guy needs a serious, <laughs> <Yes>. serious <laughs> makeover. Yes. And I think one of the reasons why I'd love to get my hands on his wardrobe and burn it is because I think a lot of people's a lot of people's belief in in, in someone of such a high stature it does come from your your presentation mm-hmm. you know and he doesn't seem like the kind of guy who necessarily even cares about what he puts on in the morning hashtag ask Obama <laughs> I mean he need help so I think I'd love to give him like he needs a great new pair of frames he needs to relax a little bit yeah. and almost seem like he is a person who has a bit of a heart pumping in his chest somewhere you know then people will start to buy into what he's saying a lot I'm not more. sure the clothes are going to yeah. help that yeah but it's got, it's got to start it, somewhere it and I think if Threads do change your perception of people, so I think it might help a little bit. Can I dress yeah. my mane? Oh, 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 about that. Okay. All the politicians okay. and people listening, please. <laughs> Laura? Laura. Well, well, I think I'd go with your comment with Zuma and his three wives, um, because they would definitely need a. Are they three? Uh, there's three, I think. No, no there's no, no, there's way more girl. You, I think you just, yeah. you maybe there, there, just there saw the There was a photo <laughs> a while ago and, and they looked absolutely shocking. And for the first, second and third seven, ladies, they... Seven, seven or eight of them, I had five. Wow. No, twelve. It's like bingo. <laughs> I had twenty-seven. Okay, guys, I don't want to... Okay. Those are kids. Okay. <laughs> However many they are. Let's okay. hear your Naomi Campbell. Um, I want to dress Ajuma. Ajuma is a supermodel from Kenya and... um. I want to dress her. You know, she's very beautiful. She's she got a baby. She looks like she just got out of a Vogue shoot. Talk about got out of a Vogue shoot. Did anyone see Lupita's new? Mm. Oh gosh. Mm. But anyway, let's not even go there right now. I want to dress a Juma. I think she's hot. I think she's very dark skinned, which puts her in a specific or in a different league when it comes to what colors do you wear and how do you play around with them and how do they not clash with you but still make you really look like the beautiful queen that you are. So Ajuma, it is me and I will be seeing you next week. In Let's, Na- I just in quickly Nairobi. want to find out, did you, did you bash Lupita now? I didn't bash her. I just said, did you see that? That was a nut, that was an amazing spread. I didn't oh. bash her. I didn't bash her. Because I wanted to say sometimes. Uh, I didn't bash her. I just wish it was me on the cover, but oh. it wasn't, but I didn't but bash her. But likely she's she, your cousin. She looks beautiful. So likely yes. she, she's your cousin, so. And she's I my mean. cousin, but <laughs> she looks beautiful on the spread. So I'm just saying I saw that yesterday on Instagram and I was like, wow, this is, gosh, it's amazing. It's no hate. No hate. Nothing <laughs> oh. but love, baby. Okay. Anyway, okay. guys. It's been great. This is the Fashion Lab. Uh, obviously, if you want to catch up with us uh, a bit more, you can uh, log on to www.fashionlabafrica.com. Uh, tweet us at Fashion Lab AF and Insta us if you want to go visual at Fashion Lab Africa. We'd love to see what you're doing. Take care of yourselves. Do not drink and drive this weekend for those of you. you know and yourselves. please download the podcast and share. Let it go viral. Let's educate Africa. Let's educate kids that are coming out of fashion school. Let's educate people that want to come into the fashion industry so that we can develop um, our continent. Because people think Africa is still a country. 
So peace and love. Have a fantastic um, afternoon, and all the best to Lizzie. She'll be traveling to Kenya. You know, I love you. I'm gonna miss you already, and miss you too, Nicola. To all the ladies in studio, it's always a pleasure today. I'm so chilled with you, ladies. I'm they're very so, chilled. They're so Thank easy you. to. Yes. They're so easy to manage. <laughs> they just and they're very just strong. Absolutely. Have a fantastic, bye fantastic. Bye bye. Keeping it real on cliffcentral.com.